0: Storygram Network.
1: Hosting for this podcast is generously provided by Transistor at transistor.fm.
0: Hi, my name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. So, it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about? Everything else. Because it's never ever about food or weight. Never ever, not even one time, not ever, ever ever. Everyone. This is Laura Lee Rourke from It's Not About Food podcast. And we are talking today about trusting the process. Something that was very hard for me personally, because I didn't have much trust about anything, much less the process. I wanted to control everything. But it was good for me to learn how to trust and let go. And the picture of the card is the goddess is sort of jumping between one cliff and another cliff with her deer. And she's right in the middle where, you know, she's hoping she makes the jump, but she could as easily just fall through. But she doesn't. So we know that. And sometimes we have to let go of the rope in order to be free of it. And it's very hard when you have a, especially an eating disorder or body hatred or any kind of other control issue. (laughs) So the back of the card reads, recovery from body hatred and disordered eating provides many layers of learning that unfold uniquely and spontaneously. Trusting the process means that we all work through these experiences and issues at our own pace and in our own way. We can trust that our process is exactly right for us and we don't have to waste precious time comparing ourselves to others. So it's such a good message, this podcast today, that you already have a trusted friend right in your own self. You are your own trusted friend. You're your own trusted confidant. You can depend on you. You have a wonderful spirit inside of you that you always, that will always guide you. And we can trust that. I did what everybody told me to do. That's what I felt like I did a lot of the time. And it didn't always work out. But I was also afraid of trying to control all the situations I was in because that didn't work out. So to let go and trust me, take advice from others that I loved and thought and trusted that was okay. But really, in the end, I had to make the decision to what to do. And that was not that easy because I started pretty young doing that. And uh, I'm so happy to have Esley with me today, known her for many years. She was part of the peer ed program when she was a sophomore, really young woman, and just stepped right into it and was great and It's very hard for these young people to go into schools and talk about eating disorders and body hatred if they have anything going on with themselves, and especially in your own school. And that's where she started, was her own school. So she's presenting to her own peers that she knows and sees all the time about loving their bodies and stuff like that. It's it's vulnerable, But she did it great, and I could always, if she said she would do one of the presentations. I could set my watch to it. I knew she'd be there. She was always there. I think one time your car blew up or something. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Something something must have happened. Yeah.
0: but I think you still took a taxi. I I don't know, but you, you were very devoted and your word was your bond. I mean, if you gave your word to do something, you'd walk through fire to do it. It was beautiful. So She picked this card, the trusting the process card, and I'm going to let her tell us why.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm honestly so excited and just you know reflecting on how many years i've really been part of this program and how much it's actually really helped me in general you know when i was 16 i was like i'm going to go into psychology and i want to do and i was just like reflecting back on all of that and i'm absolutely thankful for this program. I don't know where I would have been if it weren't um for the experiences for I mean I was just thinking about the fact that we used to have those um little meetings and we would talk it was almost like a like a group therapy and we would a talk support about, group yeah oh my gosh it was amazing. So obviously being a part of uh Beyond Hunger and getting to talk to many other students and going in and, and just being like, you know what? I'm here trying to advocate about a message And I also thought about this yesterday and I was like, I think one of the number one reasons why I didn't develop probably an eating disorder was because I worked with, you know, I was around girls that were, and I really distinguished, but these are ways that I can just not deviate to negative thoughts and negative emotions and nothing about the media and like all the things that I was really teaching, I was actually practicing. So to kind of shift gears from that, I definitely chose trusting the process because I feel like I've had a difficult time, obviously, trusting myself, but I feel like I've had a better experience trusting that. Things or situations or people or anything kind of happens for a reason and it doesn't mean and it doesn't define my situation or it doesn't define what it is that I have going on. I had to grow up very quickly and I didn't know why that was or didn't really understand why my parents weren't a part of my life or why I had to listen to instead of having a sibling bond with my brothers it was more like they're more like my three fathers or my sisters got to take care of me but mm-hmm. As I get older and as I now, you know, shift to taking that responsibility for myself of really being like what a lot of the things that happen in your life are, you know, what needs to happen. And you've come so far that it's like, it's okay. Ever since I've been in school, ever since I've been in college, I'm about to graduate. Every job opportunity I've had. The only thing I do is put in my best effort. I just show up, I do my best and anything that kind of comes along with that, I'm in for it. And I did have a lot of, you know, anxiety and especially within my romantic relationships of wanting to control situations because I have a lot of control over like where I go to school. In a sense, I do and I don't, but where I go to school, like where I set my schedule, where I want to choose to work, like those things, I have a lot of control over, but then I'll, Obviously, when it comes to romantic relationships and even friendships, that's like a little icky, (laughs) muddy place to walk into because you can't control how somebody reacts. You can't control how somebody treats you. You just have the control of removing yourself out of that situation. And I think that it's either you trust that whatever your gut is telling you, not coming from a survival mode, is what is meant to be in your process and what it's meant to happen in your life. So I think that to this day, I'm still trusting the process because just like I was on a hike with my brother yesterday and it was the same thing. He had to grow up very quickly and he chose a career and he is now excelling and he's excited he to travel and he gets to do everything he knew he was going to do after he graduated and, and actually did his, and excelled in his career. And, and like he told me yesterday, everything that you've had to sacrifice is now going to pay off. And I think that's like the biggest aha moment because I'm like, I've worked my butt off every single day to be where I'm going right now and graduating college and getting, you know, a legitimate job where I'm not having to work two, three jobs to get myself through school or get myself through paying my bills and, and all that stuff, obviously, because my mother is in Mexico and my father's never really been in the picture. So I did always question sometimes, Ugh, this is so hard. You know, this is a lot. I have so much to take in. And but I didn't ever give up because I trusted the process and I trusted that it doesn't matter where I end up but I know that throughout this entire time that I've been on my own I've given it my 100% so you have it's been such a journey but even when I was interviewing for this job one of the managers or one of like my managers or whatever she is, she asked me, she's like, is there anything that you regret? And I'm just like, wow, I, I I haven't even thought about any of that. Or I genuinely don't ever think, wow, I regret this. Or wow, I regret that. Because I'm like, you know what, I, I don't really feel like I could ever regret anything. Because if whatever didn't happen, I don't think I would be where I am today. So it does really make you think about like, hmm, I don't have that mentality where I'm just like, oh, I wish I could have changed this or I wish things could have been different. I'm like, no, It everything that I am and everything that I'm becoming Is meant to happen. And there is absolutely nothing that I would change, even like with all those people. I mean, it's
0: wise beyond your years to think that because I look back on my life and I think if I knew then what I know now, I might have made a better decision. But I didn't. I did the best I could at the moment with what I had to work with. And like you're saying, And that turned me into who I am this minute sitting in this chair talking to you on a podcast. Everything led to this and will lead to the next thing and the next thing. So, yeah, I love that you said that. And as somebody who was watching you grow up kind of fast, when you first joined the program of the peer education program, your mom was here. And I remember you telling your mom, Mom, don't say anything bad about your body. (laughs) Yes, yes. Our ancestors, we kind of all look like this, and it's okay, you know. And (laughs) it just was so sweet. I remember you telling us at at a group that, (laughs) and it was right on because you were like, Mom, this is how we look. This is how our relatives look. This is how everybody looks. This is how we look. You know, it was... Really eye opening for I think a lot of the the other girls to be, wow, she's like really getting it. And then your mom left and had to go, and all of a sudden you had to pay your own rent, your own bills. You had to have a job. You had to be in school. You had to take care of yourself, and you still did peer ed. You still came to the groups. You still came to the schools. You still did everything. You were even more stuff. You know, I think we sold hot dogs one day at a game or something.
1: Oh my God. (laughs) I think we even did a class at calm because I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm doing a class at calm or something. And or something like that. And I ended up presenting at calm, which I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. You (laughs)
0: were going to college of Marin to present eating disorders to a, a whole bunch of people from Marin. Yeah. Beautiful. And you just stepped into it and you're scared, obviously, but you did not falter on yourself. You believed in you. It was really beautiful, Eslie, really beautiful. Aww.
1: Thank you so much. Again, it was one of those things where I'm just like, I always thought about, even when I presented in Spanish to kids that you were coming from their other countries and I was just trying to be like an advocate, just be mindful and do your best and not only just for your body and to take care of your body, but because you're in a new country for the first time, like trust the process and trust that if you're in school and that you're doing your best, do your best. And I was feisty because I was like, if you kids don't listen to me, me. I'm standing here. Like, I remember that one time when I got upset you because got, they man. were like, they were yeah. talking and I was like, listen, I'm here standing in front of you, like in front of an audience and I'm trying to present something to you. Like, it doesn't matter to you, but to five other people or to even one person, it might matter. And that's all that I remember. We always said, it doesn't matter if like five, 10 people don't get it. But as long as one person comes up, like a lot of the times girls come up to us after class. Thank you so much for saying that or the comments and everything that I was like, I know that I'm doing this to give back and I'm doing it for a purpose. But as long as they know that they're being heard and that there's people that care about them and that you're in this world to, to be something more than your body or to be more than your, within your image, which is even to this day is just, absolutely horrific like I want to be that one person or that one group or this one organization that's really going to take you back to like you are more than your body and you are more than your image you know it's what is really within inside of you and a lot of people still recognize that and want to to know what you really are like as a human genuine being you're going to change the whole financial world (laughs) Oh, man, I'm walking, so into, scared. This, walking <laughs> you know? into
0: this new job with that yes. kind of honesty yeah. and vulnerability and open heartedness and also just truth, just yeah. truth. And you come in there, it's going to be like, whoa, yeah, this little fireball, I mean, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I I went through almost, I want to say three interviews and four meeting greets, but it still to me was like, these are interviews because of you're course. trying to get to know me. You're trying to get to know what my background is like. And, graduating from college and with a business degree in management where I'm like dealing with people and dealing with groups to then transitioning to now getting into the financial world and getting into finance and getting into mon- like monetary, apps. all these crazy things that I didn't ever think I was going to get into, but I'm absolutely thrilled about it because I know that I'll get experience in other parts of my life where, you know, I'm basically going to be helping very wealthy people manage their money. And that to me is like a, a huge responsibility, but it's also an opportunity to really learn and help people in that sense. It's definitely going to be a new experience, but I'm, I'm thrilled about it. And I went so through all these great. interviews. So I it seems like I'm suited and fitted for the job. Yeah. So I'm ready for it. And I've worked my butt off for so many years that like I I told a lot of, you know, during the times that I was interviewing, I was like, you know what, to be quite frankly, honest with you, I'm just ready to have a full time job where I can devote my 100% to you and really learn and really take this knowledge with me. Because these last seven years, I've had to split myself into 40% school, 20% this job and 30% this other job. And it's so difficult for me to know that not only just working and going to school, but trying to take care of my body, trying to take care of eating healthy, mindfully eating and eating what my body wants and what is going to get me through 12 to 13 hour days or 14 hour days. Because if it's not me genuinely taking care of my diet and my sleep and my thoughts and above anything, my thoughts, because the, that's when it's like if you can work out days the way you can eat healthier and all this stuff but if you don't take care of your like your inner thoughts it's going to take you back to such a negative place and that's when it's like learning to really follow that lotus flower symbol which we always oh, talk about I and I have that tattooed in my body yeah. it's like you can be in the muck and the nasty of the ponds but you can bloom into this beautiful flower and I feel like that's continuously what it has really represented in my life to, what to come.
0: Storygram network. Welcome to One Media One Media. I when you're whining with nurses.
1: It's a place I like to call the bleed.
0: My name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. The art of being yay isn't just something he developed. Storygram Network. You have, and it's still unfolding. I mean, you're still, you're young and you're, again, wise beyond your years, I think. But yeah, it's still unfolding. You're still that lotus flower opening at the top of the pond and still doing the work underneath. You're still doing that. And I love that you said, you know, I want to devote myself to this. It's too scattery where you've been for so long. You had this 20% here, 30% here. And then where's the time for Essily? Like you got like a crumb.
1: Oh my God. It's so real. It's so real because... Once my mom went back to Mexico when I turned 18, I was working during the weekends when she was here, but then it's like, she went back to Mexico. My, my grandmother was sick. We came back and I sat on my bed and I cried. I cried for like two hours. I was like, what am I gonna do? She's gone now. But I was like, I have two choices. I either work my butt off and make myself proud or I cry here for another 10 hours and feel sorry for myself. It was a very like eye opening moment that I I could, I never imagined I was going to have to negotiate that with myself. And then I was like, but here I am, you know, I started going to school full time. I was working two jobs. I thought to myself, what's going to get me through college and thought about nannying or in Nanning in Bern County is such a good gig, and working in the restaurant industry is is another great gig, which I've learned so much from working in the restaurant industry. I've worked, you know, I started working at 15, and and to this day, pretty much have still been in in the industry almost 10 years. So, having that experience as well of getting to really work in a difficult industry and getting hands on experience on what it really means to be under pressure. And at the same time, have a restaurant job, have a nanny job, and then go to school and and manage my time in that way. I'm just like, I am 25 years old. I turned 25 in January. And sometimes I'm just like, wow. I'm like, there's got to be a lot more to life. And I'm working so much harder, not harder, but I've worked hard enough to know that, yes, I worked these last 10 years of my life to get to where I want to get. And that's so beautiful accept my career. I want to travel. I want to really then devote that time to myself. (sighs) No, I, and I think
0: what you're talking about is really what, Carol and I hoped would happen with the peer educators. When we first started the program, not only did we want the information to go into schools and students who were the same age as we were when we started our own eating disorder, but we really wanted to make a difference in young people's lives one at a time. And we were hoping what has happened to you and happened to so many of the peer educators. I mean, I can't even think of one that it didn't happen to, that they stepped into their power at such a young age that we didn't even really know the magic that would happen with that. But the sense of self-esteem that you are showing even right now and you showed then, and the sense of purpose and belief in yourself and trust, that i don't know that just happens at 15 years old for girls
1: oh my God. no <laughs> no 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 and i just again yes it's like going back to you know i would walk from home to the office at Mind hunger and i remember i was always so prideful and so like i love this program and look what it's doing to me look how great i feel look how empowered i am like I love myself and I love my body. And on days where I don't feel like I, you know, I feel content, I'm still learning and maneuvering through my life of, you know what, today I'm feeling a little overwhelmed, but I'm still going to try to be in tune with my body. what, What is my body telling me? Does it want something good or does it want something bad? Or do I just need more sleep? Like asking myself internally those questions and not going externally to try to get some sort of negative validation or or drugs or, I mean, I've never been into drugs. Like alcohol is more of like a culture. And again, my father was an alcoholic and it kind of comes, it's like genetics, but it's never to say that I luckily, thankfully, never gotten lost in, in alcoholism or any sort of negative addiction kind of thing. But at the same time, it's because I remember when we were in going into this, these classes and asking, how do you deal with your emotions? Do you deal with them? in an unhealthy or a healthy way and then the amount of experiences or um, examples we would give like you can write your thoughts down and you know that's that's something I still practice to this day. I keep a journal, I keep notes on my phone, I still listen to podcasts. The biggest thing that has changed I would say my adult life from transitioning from like being in love with my body or having a good relationship with food, having a good relationship with exercising has really been learning about my attachment style because throughout my entire you know, childhood and throughout all these times that I've had a great relationship. And I, you know, I, for the most part, think to myself, I've had a relatively successful time doing that. I always, you know, at 18, when I started therapy, I was like, why do I do this? Why do I feel this sense of abandonment and this sense of wanting to get somebody to pick me up and fulfill all these things and now that I've been what about like two three years into really learning my attachment style and learn what it means or how I can you know identify that this is what's going on it's going to continue to appear in other friendships and other yeah everywhere right and it's it was like an aha moment because I was like I had no idea and I feel like a lot of us don't know that and I think that's a different way of like really taking care of yourself and loving yourself because you get to know why it is that you know what kind of attachment style you had to your parent and again I didn't meet my mother until I was 7 years old I didn't have a father around in my life so it's I didn't get that sense of security whatsoever from 0 to 7 so that's yeah that's going to play in my life somehow right, and of course you know I, you know, stepping up and trying to learn more about it. And I feel like a lot of us really, you know, really need to maybe just be a bit more aware about it and really understand. Yeah. Well, I think what one of the things you're
0: saying that is so important to put out in the world, we can have an eating disorder, we can have alcoholism, we can have uh, drug addiction, we can smoke our brains out, we can do all of this stuff. But There's also, in this culture, we're bred to be either codependent or narcissistic, (laughs) or narcissistic (laughs) codependents. We're like all in a cult. We're in a, a cult of You have to have more stuff and you have to get more stuff and you have to get the best boyfriend or girlfriend and you have to have this car and you have to have this thing and you have to have money and you have to look this way and you have to be this and have to be that. But who the hell are we underneath all that? And that's what's so beautiful about you discovering wait, I can just be okay with my little self. Yes. Yeah, and you learned how to take care of yourself when everybody left, all the grown-ups left, and you learned how to do that, and it's, it takes a toll on our little selves. But you learned it, and you have been taking care of yourself this whole time, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. You have been on your side, and it has shown all the time even when you were like, "Ah," you still loved yourself. And that is a very important message to tell other people.
1: Yes. Oh my goodness. That is right on point. I think yes, because of the culture that we're living in and and the way that industries or social media and everyone just idolizes this whole like find your better half and find this and find that and it's okay but you need to internally find your own self internally be able to live with your own get to know who you really are get to know what it is that you like and again it took me a really long time to get there not to get there or I'm obviously still in the process but it's something that as long as you're aware about it and can become conscious and can keep promises to yourself and trust yourself tiny little promises and to me the biggest what I talk about all the time to me is I wake up and I drink my cup of coffee and I will drink my cup of coffee and that's something I do every single day and that is a little (laughs) spiritual like you know um promise I keep to myself like a little ritual Yes. My little morning ritual. That, right. that is what fulfills me and what gets me through. It's crazy to say through my everyday life because I sit, I drink on my coffee, I look out my window and I'm just absolutely grateful and thankful for so
0: beautiful where
1: I am in my life. And again, throughout any negative experience that I've ever had, I just take it within like a thankful process of like, thank you for showing me that these are parts of myself that I need so need to work on. It's wonderful. For allowing oh, me I to show up in the most authentic self. I can't even
0: imagine at 25 that I would know what is your attachment style would even mean. <laughs> I would think that meant, you mean like my belt or I would right. not right. even right. get that or anything yeah. you're saying. And again, it's just this is a tribute to your work on you. You're willing to grow and change and listen and be led and, and be given important information and took what really was important to you to heart. It's really beautiful. Thank I'm you. so grateful for you being on the show today. Aww, really thank grateful. You. So I wonder if you'll read this bottom part of the card, the today
1: Today, I will practice trusting my process and knowing that I am right where I need to be on my path. I will practice viewing each situation as a learning experience and will be loving and accepting with myself as I move along my path. Oh,
0: that's so beautiful. You could say today, Eslie will practice trusting your process. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, it's so yeah. right on for you. And I have these, I have these cards right in my little coffee table. And, you know, when I'm either drinking my coffee or when I'm just like randomly doing something, I'll just pick one up and then I'll just read it to myself. And I'm like, this is what this means today. And, you know... I'm also still in therapy and I still have a great, wonderful therapist and I'm still doing talk therapy. I'm still taking care of my thoughts. I'm still taking, um, eating, trying to take care of myself and eat healthy and going on runs and, you know, doing everything in my power. Of course, there's going to be days and times. And I'm just like, Oh, like, I don't feel like doing this today or I'm feeling a little sad or I'm feeling a little confused, but I think the biggest things is when it's like, okay, well, that's okay. I can sit with this thought for right now. And then it'll either go away, or I'll just continue to remember what my purpose in this world is. And my gosh, I just, again, I don't know where I would be if it were not for Beyond Hunger. And the fact that I was able to influence a couple of my friends to join the program and you know we've got to meet so many amazing girls throughout this journey and that I still keep in touch with some and I still see how they've grown and it's just crazy life is life is wild but I you know still you know thankful for seeing you on my birthday and getting to have that small chat and the card you gave me which I still have it right here and it's like (laughs) trust your gut bitch knows what's up (laughs) it's like oh my god
0: that is hilarious that's right that's right she Knows everything. We have to trust her.
1: <laughs> it's amazing. Aww. I loved it. I love it. Thank you so much, Laura. Thank like, I you don't think so much. you understand, or I'm sure you do, or you like, you are this is what you are meant to do. And oh, I thank so, you so excited about you know what else is coming for beyond hunger and how long it's been around and you know i just checked the website yesterday too and i was like oh my god i remember when we recorded that video and i know I was like oh my god i was tiny you were a little I, like, 17 or something i, I was know like, that you Oof. were even in that
0: video and it went all over the place yes. at that young age and you just i was like will you be on a video
1: sure No problem. Yeah. You go (laughs) talk in front of all these people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I will. And that, again, in and of itself, (laughs) helped me with my public speaking and feeling comfortable and confident. And that's like starting at that age and going into all these schools, not only here in Marin, but Sonoma County and like, all these other places that we, Berkeley that we and yeah, Berkeley, just all over the County and being able to be like, you know what, if I can do this, I can go into this speech class at calm and do amazing. And I did, I passed it with an A and then not only that, but because you're talking about your own experiences and you're talking about the vulnerability. And I think that's my biggest, most wonderful experience that I I can I know that led me to where I am today, that I was able to talk in front of an audience about something that is really important and really, really matters. Yes, And I That's don't think right. I would have wanted it any other way. So I'm still happy and, and thankful to be a part of that. So, and
0: I uh, am so <laughs> happy that you're still here. I asked you to be on this show and you said, yeah. yes, you didn't even bat an eye. Yes, of course I will. Yeah. I really, really appreciate all your help all these years. It, oh and maybe gosh. you'll be our first Hispanic Latinx president.
1: <laughs> oh my God, that would be an honor. Gosh, totally. yeah, I, would, Jesus, I would love that, especially, I mean, given, you know, my devotion. I've, you know, I've considered a lot of different things within the Hispanic and Latino community with getting more education on, you know, having healthier thoughts. There's so much generational trauma in in our community and the way that people have to cross borders, families broken down all the time. Yes. And I am a Horrendous. prime example of having to be separated from my mother and the way that that's impacted me. And I've had the resources to be able to educate myself and, and try to learn. But I definitely, in a later future, I want to create something or I want to be a part of something where I can go into communities and really talk about ways in which parents will. can really deal with that. So that's definitely in the works. It's something I have planning and something I've been planning and something I want to maneuver. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for for appearing on the show today. I really appreciate it. It was amazing talking to you and I'm going to continue to look at these cards and I cannot even imagine how many of these I will look for okay. every day. <laughs> Thank you, Ashley. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Okay. So good to talk to you. Take care. Bye. Okay. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening and be sure and follow me on Patreon, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, And it's not about food.com. Thanks.